Are you looking for an insightful conversation on how to increase Philippine product awareness in the U.S. market? You found it. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing at this very moment, we appreciate you taking the time to check out our podcast. Welcome to the Philippine Products Redefined by Planet 63, hosted by Ferdinand Soriano of Planet 63 and Craig Obligacion Wilson. A picture is worth a thousand words, as they say. In the world of marketing and product label designs, that is what you're trying to achieve. Tell an amazing story of a product and create interest in purchasing that product by simply having a great picture or design. How do you create a great design? What can Philippine manufacturers or any brand owners need to do to create a lasting image that would help their product get more sales opportunities? In this part two of a two-part episode, Olive and Joel Enriquez of Luna Design International provide ideas and thought processes in creating amazing designs for product labels and packaging. The episode begins with Olive and Joel discussing improvements of Philippine packaging and label design in the last 15 to 20 years. Let's now listen. Packaging designs that came, have come out, but you used uh, but from a general perspective, I still think that it could be improved a lot. Okay. If you study the market very well, we're not selling to our first generation Filipino Americans. Work now. The market is now evolved into second, third generation. Filipino Americans who are more American than Filipinos. Uh-huh. So I hear this when I try to tell my son, like he's great. Oh, God, it's ugly. Like that's of course that's 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 Filipino. It looks so. He doesn't want to say ugly. Just tell me it's different. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like your son. He's going to he's going to politics, right? He's diplomatic. I love that. It's just different. And then he said. Mom, can you do some? Can you talk to the company? And I tell them, wait. You know, the work actually is not in the design per se. I think the work is to convince the company. I'm talking about Filipino companies who want to export to have a better, a more open mind. Which means not just the mind, but when they say it, they mean it because they tell me I want it modern, sophisticated, blah blah blah. But when you're actually designing, when you design, submitting designs to them, they will say, oh, but you know, you know, you know these things, you deal with these things. There's a lot of uh, back and forth because it's very, it's very difficult when it's designed by committee or family committee. Mm-hmm. So many contending forces. Yeah. Uh, I wish that, I think that my most successful designs were done with, I would say, cooperative clients because you know you go to a designer you go to a professional you trust the professional to do the work right 
you, you know, the, the professional, you, you knows what is best. And in my case, I've been doing this for so many years. I think basically like my, my thing is they equate a specialist package designer to a graphic designer. And in the hierarchy, I think um, package design is a very specialized field. Well, so I, I think do design, it does technical things, it does, you have to take care of a lot of mandatory legal juridical requirements. So things like that. I look at the label, I know if it's compliant or not. No, I, I, I get that because I respect any, you know, to me, when, when you're having that discussion with the with the business owner, and they, they will have a little bit of ego in there and because they're, they won't give it up in terms of, well, you know, you know more than my product or whatever, and this is what I want to convey. But sometimes that's the problem with a lot of business owners, even, even into my level of when I'm asking a Philippine manufacturer wanting to export their products here. I look at some of their products and I go, well, I don't know if that's going to work here in the in in the U.S. Not because it's my own thing. It's just that you have a certain standard that you're looking at. And it's not because you hate the color or whatever. Or maybe you do hate the color and, and you don't really think it's going to be that way. But I think that's usually the, the issue that you have. But I, I'm trying to convey this message to the Philippine manufacturers that when they work with someone like you, uh, who's been here and understands there should be a little bit of trust when it comes to that and i think that's where a lot of the friction comes in because whatever they think might work in the philippines and this is just my own observation in this particular one i know what you're saying overall when you're working with clients period i'm just trying to relate it to what i've experienced that sometimes they don't pay attention to because they think their product is already awesome yeah okay there's another thing i wanted to bring up like when you do a version for uh, let's say a philippine export product that's going to go to the u.s you also have to realize that a lot of these companies do not just sell to the u.s so they may want their label to be multilingual like i would do a certain version of the same design for the u.s market there's a u.s format there's a Canada format, there's an EU format, and there's one with a combination of US and uh, Middle Eastern. Sometimes there's Chinese and Japanese. So imagine me doing the same label in different languages. So because of that particular exposure, I've, you know, I've learned a little French along the way. <laughs> you, be, you become <laughs> international. Yeah, that's international. So it's 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 like that. The other thing is, you know, when you when you deal with companies like um, those that are in the Philippines, I always tell them that you get the additional advantage of research. Somebody who is actually here in the U.S. designing for you. Some companies engage me because, well, it's it's. It's ego. It's somebody. It's being designed by a U.S. designer. Yes. But they don't really say that it's a Filipino designer. <laughs> <laughs> a U.S.-based designer. It's a company called Luna. Yes. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> and no, I know. I can really relate. <laughs> I, I've heard that, and and that's what I'm saying about that's what that inspired me to do this. I mean, Craig. I mean, haven't I? Haven't we talked about that in terms of packaging and things like that? Yeah, trying to update it to make it um, more uh, viable to this consumer base. 
Mm-hmm. You know, um, somebody put a, to, to kind of go off of what you said a little bit earlier, Olive, um, oh, excuse me, sorry. Uh, someone said it to me like this, like the second and third generation, the, the, the Filipinos that are born here, they're not Filipino American, they're American Filipinos. Yes. Think right. about it like that, it changes the entire perspective yes. of design, yes. of packaging, of communication, yes. of relation. relation, like it changes everything. Yes, that's true. You know, the other thing, I think uh, part of the, I would call this a mission, like we always talk about this, like we do things because as far as how Filipino we can be here, the reason why we're involved with the Chamber of Commerce is to be able to put in as much influence in the way things Filipino Americans uh, uh, Filipino American things appear here, like whether it's website, whether it's the layout of the newspaper, a magazine, it's like it's you're not just covering packaging, but you know you the packaging of a look for the Filipino American. You're not manufacturing a look. You're laying it all there to give a certain Filipinoness to what's especially happening here in in Las Vegas, in Nevada. Because you know Las Vegas is all casinos, and you know the artwork here. Mm-hmm. And the the thing that that primarily drove us to get involved with community was because we thought that we could use design as a platform whether it's uh, the way like we, we are uh, active with the Philippine Independence Day Committee so that we could have um, a set of norms you know it's like I mean, kalat kalat so, it's not, it's, so it's not all over the place yeah it's all over the place <laughs> like you <laughs> you you direct them to a focus no, no, I won't say direct because there are so many directors. Guide, <laughs> guide them or facilitate it. Yeah, <laughs> direct. You heard them, heard provide, them. You just provide or steward them into a certain kind of organi- organization. Like how things are organized, whether it's a festival, the way a banner looks, or how the messaging uh, appears or is understood. So things like that. Design is not uh exactly what you see but how you feel about it or how you how you put in a solution to make things more easily understandable easier to do more uh, cheaper to produce um, and reachable for everybody so it's like in a national like that okay with with that being said before i ask the next question i just you know going back to the original question um what what can we do in terms of any manufacturer to to how we can redefine it like do you have a vision just in so many words what what is your vision to make philippine products more you know more appealing if if there is such a thing do you have a vision of what that product is in terms of because you can obviously each product is different i know that i'm talking about the colors, uh, the way it's distributed, the sizes, I don't know, whatever it is that you think would make it more appealing. Maybe you can be more specific, I suppose. Go ahead and maybe pick a product that you would find interesting to to bring here and then make it, make it more appealing. 
Oh, Ube is number one. Ube. Okay, everybody knows Ube right now, so maybe that's a good one. Okay, so how, how would you how would you okay. make that? How you how would you redefine Ube here in the U.S.? Well, Ube has become kind of a generic term right now. People understand it. It's mainstream. Uh, but I remember the first client for Luna Design was this Ube powdered powdered purple yum. Uh, by Heron Foods, he was he is a pioneer in uh, uh, ube manufacturing. I designed the first packaging. Then they migrated to a, a poly bag. I've been convincing this this client of mine to to shift a more modern look. But you know, as again, it's like he doesn't have time for it because there's so much demand for his ube. So it's yeah. it's like that. Yeah. I told him that like one day, look at what Trader Joe's is doing. They're not really doing super sophisticated packaging for Ube. It just caught fire. Yeah. You know, yeah. And you know you could you could just bought some. Yeah, it could give you could give it a notch higher by you know just just modernizing. I don't know how to explain it, but make it cleaner, more mm -hmm. for more forthright and. You don't need any kind of ornamentation or decoration. Mm -hmm. Just say ube, mm -hmm. and you don't have to translate it in powdered purple yam. You don't need that anymore because people know ube in America. They so the word, so the word has been branded. Yes, yeah. so definitely. Yeah. And then, and then that in itself, the word ube is so obviously Filipino, but it's still unique that you can make that interesting. And that we think is, is a real challenge, not just for us designers, but also to uh, people who would like to bring products and develop products from the Philippines for the U.S. market. Uh, it, it is right there now gaining that popularity, but there's still a lot of things that, that can be done. Like as what Olive was saying, our first client was an ingredient manufacturer. Uh, he makes the ube powder so that it can be used as an ingredient for other stuff, for making ice cream, for making cakes, for making cookies, whatever. But but now that it is so popular, uh, uh, stores have brought it onto their shelves and uh, it sells very well. Uh, we we should be able to bring it to the next level. And, and yeah, I, very I, well, I believe uh, that. Yeah. What? Craig said earlier how to make it popular to appeal to a next generation, uh, the younger generation. Because if you talk to a teenage boy or film boy or girl now, they probably wouldn't know. They probably, parents would know, but they wouldn't. Like how to make it appeal to that age level, to that, uh, to that group so that uh, they would be proud to, to buy Ube from the store and bring it over, introduce their friends, so that um, there would be more growth, more interest in, in, in the market. And uh, overall, not just, not just stores catering to the Filipinos, but stores catering to Asians and to the mainstream as well. Yeah, I think, I think that product, if you know, we need to study it and how it came to that point. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Ube is good, right? But there's a lot of other ingredients too that the Philippines actually have. But um, because if we can figure that out, how it was put together like that, and then it, you know duplicate it, there's so many other you know ingredients. Okay. You know, 
know this from right. the Philippines. Yeah. That's right. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Like for example, there's cassava. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I worked with just a side by I worked with a company in the Caribbean called Slim Down 360. And this this young entrepreneur, he's 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 based in Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, he started doing root crop pasta. So I designed the packaging and the the requirement was for me to design a two-color job, which is actually difficult. But mm-hmm. the thing that I enjoyed working with this person is he gave, gave me a free hand to to design the the style. Everything was like everything was like handwritten. Mm-hmm. And among my work now, it's one of the the highly rated ones because it's posted in a, an online design portfolio and people are asking about it. Now, this is one particular project I'm really proud about because it's the design that that injected the sales. And he still talks about it's the first latest, yeah, this design. People refer, oh, that design. It's, fe- it's been featured on Pinterest and Instagram a lot. So I'm surprised. Right? Well, yeah. I, I, I think, like I said, it's, it's those kind of products that we just need to study that in terms of marketing, in terms of distribution, like you said, the design. There's so many, and I, I'm sure that ETI is doing their best to, to study all of this and, and really bring out those natural resources from the Philippines. Okay? Yeah. So I'm hoping that we continue that hopefully this, this podcast and other uh, efforts to bring attention to it will reach them and, and they'll keep that in mind. Now, what I wanted to ask you now is that it's more like a mindset. You said something earlier that I I, want to capitalize on or expand on, which is mindset, right? So I want to ask both of you your opinion uh, about the mindset of a Filipino exporter or manufacturer. I I find that in my own experience, some of them would ask me questions about bringing the product here, but they have this mentality of like, let me just dip my toes into the water and see how it goes. Or, you know, it's rare that I find somebody who'll go, I mean it to win it. I want to go there. I want to, I know it's going to take a while. I'll do it. What has been your experience? And is that, is that really a, a, a thing that kills a lot of, a lot of, um, you know, the efforts of, of, of Philippine manufacturers because they're not in it to win it, so to speak. They're in it just to see. And I don't know if that's good or bad. I don't know. What, what do you think about that? Tell me. Well, okay. I will, I will refer to, you know, Brené Brown. Um, and I, I read her book about courage and uh, vulnerability uh, and vulnerability. It's a lot to do with having a growth mindset. We all want to try something but are afraid to fail. But if we don't, you know, we know this. If we don't try, we won't know, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what I've been trying to sell, not as an idea, but as a mindset. Like, if you want to really come out, you also have to realize that this is investment. If you go to a professional, you know that, you know, there's, you're being navigated well. So you don't waste your money. As I always told my clients, you take in the investment. Design, packaging is an asset builder. 
a lot of the companies I've designed for, they've sold their companies. And a part of what they have sold for is the equity because of the design. So they sell that as part of their equity, their asset. So you're not just selling them a set of pictures or labels. You're mm -hmm. also bringing to them, you know, it's like real estate that has... Um, appreciated. That's appreciated. So you, yeah. know that, you know, when you sell this company, that's sold lock, stock, and barrel, and you put a valuation for that, and that's a lot already. Because no, no, yeah. but the design, it's like Coca Cola, you know. It's, it's that's what I that's I that's what I always tell them if they sort of hesitate to sign on the line because it's pricey. <laughs> no, I mean, they, they, I mean, I understand both you're a business owner. So am I, and Craig is also, and we, we, we both know that. It's just that sometimes you get into conversations with with the trade office and manufacturers there and then importers here. They always ask, well, how come there's not more Filipino products? I guess I guess that's what that's what I'm trying to just uh, flush out. If nothing else, maybe just bring out into the open. What is it that we're doing right? And and, and how could we do more of it as opposed to just focusing on what we're doing wrong? I, I just think that we need to do more of what you know is already good and just go with it. Because if you really want to expand, then expand. It's not like you're taking a chance in America only because it is the, one of the biggest market, but you know, everybody plays different. So, okay, I get that. I, I'll, I'll go on with it. I just needed you to tell me what your mindset is and what you've expand, you know, what you've uh, experienced with, with a lot of manufacturers. Okay. so. Um, it looks like we're coming into the, we're coming in close to the hour, okay? But I don't want to go away without people not, you know, like you've given so much, both of you have given so much perspective, right? About, I'm hoping that a Philippine manufacturer is listening to this now and they go, hey, I like what they're saying. With that being said, how can, how can the Philippine manufacturers get a hold of both of you? For, for advice and things like that, like uh, website, you know, go ahead and tell me how can they get a hold of you. Okay, um, we have a website. It's www.lunadesign-intl.com. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a Facebook page called Luna Design International. Um, we have. I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, with the handle Olivia Enriquez, shows on LinkedIn too. And the best way I think to get in touch with us is through Facebook and email. My email, use my personal email actually. Okay. Uh, Olive Enriquez, O L I V E N R I Q U E Z at gmail.com. Uh, I'm on. Oh, lots of social media channels. Well, I, 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 I'm, I'm yeah. sure you're probably on Pinterest too or whatever, right? Yeah, but Pinterest, I'm... Instagram, uh, name it. I actually manage uh, a lot of social media pages for eight different companies. So, um, and Facebook is their standard norm, standard platform. But lately I've been on WhatsApp. So a lot of these things. <laughs> no, that's fine. I mean, that's what I want them to know to be able to do because right now, if you you get an inquiry, you're probably busy as heck, and I don't. You probably may not need any more business. But the reality for me is that 
I, I want them to know where to get a hold of you, and then you'll consult with them, right? I mean, if they if they have a question, maybe maybe uh, they call you, and you will consult with them, right? Uh, yeah, yeah thank you. Or whatever. Yeah, let me just add what what we find really uh, effective is uh, making your uh, presence in events that matter. Uh, for instance, uh, last October we we went to the Philippines and uh, attended trade shows, and we would like to continue doing that. Uh, not because we are buyers, but we would like to uh, uh, make our presence uh, known to to people and the kind of service that we do. Because uh, word of mouth is still uh, number one uh, way of uh, getting clients for us, and uh, when we do go to trade fairs like that, uh, it, it just spreads out. Uh, apart from trade fairs in the Philippines, we are also uh, 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 attending fairs here in in the United States, in in California, and in uh, we hope to do New York. Uh, the fancy food show uh, where there are Filipino uh, participants uh, and, and that is a good uh, outlet for us to oh no I, I think that you, that's the best place for you guys to go but nothing beats uh, word of mouth and I think a lot of the times people in your business I could assume that once they see your product you know out there it, it's not that difficult to say oh I, at least I know they've done good work i see the design and then a lot of your work is on your websites also right so if they wanted to take yes, a look at right. your gallery that's still a work in progress you know that's, like that's websites for other people but you know that's <laughs> always the case you know ask a doctor a doctor and his family the mechanic if this car is all falling apart because he can't it's take care done. the work is never done but, yeah but, yeah but basically the, the for for me i found out that the best the best uh, kind of clients are those that you have formed relationships with. Yeah, that's that's, people that's yeah. I've known whether people I've met through Facebook or friended me on Facebook or people I have met through meetings or you know association uh, events. But basically, people that have you know, they, first they have to know you. That's a trust. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. That's remember I was telling you in the beginning that once you get their trust, I think that's where a lot of your the freedom to say I trust all of you know their decision seems to be good. And I see if if people go to your Facebook page, they see who you are. You're you're this domestic diva. You're you're this uh, interior designer, and then they see your work. So if they want to see what you know kind of person you are, you're you're doing a marvelous job and. In, in all of the platforms to see what kind of a person you are and say, yeah, I, I can picture her designing my stuff. I like that. So, you know, that's a good strategy. All right. Now, um, Olive and Joel, it's, it's, I, I am always honored when, when I can record the wisdom and pass it along, right? It's been a great interview. You shared a lot of amazing advice and perspective. And, you know, I thank you for that and, and being part of our humble podcast. And I, and I really mean that humble podcast. Likewise, and also, Craig. Likewise. Uh, we feel likewise and we really thank you for having us. Oh, no, no. Thank you. And, and, and oh, Craig, you know, I appreciate you being there. I know you're just like being quiet a little bit, but I realize that sometimes, um, you know, it's more like me who talks too much and all that. <laughs> But you know what? Hey, it's a couple. You guys were on a rant. You guys were on a roll. <laughs> um, I tried to find some moments. That I, I, 
definitely had some things to say, but I, I really enjoyed both uh, you, Olive, and Joel. Like, I, um, from the moment, I mean, Olive, in, in your introduction, you're talking, introducing yourself, you said how I, I felt your soul. Like, you, you, you expressed, you, you expressed yourself by using the word soul like two or three times. Always. And um, I can feel you're very soulful. And, you know, almost all Filipinos I know are incredibly soulful. I feel like that's an under, uh, undervalued, under, underused word to describe Filipino culture as soulful. So um, I just want to let you know I really appreciate both of you for your work and your time and your efforts. Thank you so much. I, I actually enjoyed this podcast. In the beginning, I was kind of apprehensive because I wasn't sure what to say. <laughs> why? why? Why would you be apprehensive? No, I mean, that's what I... Well, I know, no, I just, I told you, I just needed for you to be yourself. There's so much, you know, it's sometimes you, you talk to someone, right? And then you had an idea to a podcast. And I said, I, I got to capture her on there. And then, and then I realized too, that I know Joel can be pretty busy. That's why I just had the nerve to ask you. I know you're busy too, Olive, but I'm just saying that I, I talk to you more than I talk to Joel. And sometimes I don't know his schedule. So that's why I said, you know, please, I ask, ask Joel also. So. Um, with that being said, I, I want to go ahead and unless, okay, before I, I do my, my official sign off, any parting comments from all of you guys really quick, just give me, uh, uh, you know, an advice or anything. All of you can start and then Joel and then Craig. Oh, for, for, for me, it's like, uh, you always ask what your purpose is, right? It's kind of profound. But I thought that I am here, I work from home in this little corner of the house. But my, I don't realize that sometimes this little corner communicates to different places in the world in different time zones. And you know how technology has enabled you, but the, under, the underlying current is about how technology enables you to be more creative and expansive. And but basically, you realize that people are basically the same but different. The same when it comes to aspirations and dreams and wants, but different because of their cultural background. Well, I'm, you know, and and most of all, the thing that I can all can look back to is when I started to practice here in, in Las Vegas, I came across clients, uh, Americans. And most of the time when they see my work or I've submitted the first draft, they say, hey, I didn't know you're good because you talk so modestly about your work. Say, huh? Where did you go to school? Where, which, did you study in Europe? It's like, hey, you are, you're, you're, you're so, you're so good. Your English is so good. <laughs> you write so well. I said, oh, because I'm from the Philippines. I always say that. That's my punchline. So wherever situation, I thought about this day that I would practice in the U.S. The day, the day came and I said, hey, I did it. I'm do Before it was a struggle, but from where I am now, well, we, can, we have so much more to do. In the three years that I've known you, um, you've accomplished a lot. And I, I'm always very proud of the fact that 
that we continue to associate with one another. And then, you know, you help me in many ways to aspire and, and give your feedback to some of the manufacturers that I deal with. So I appreciate that that comment, Olive. Um, Joel, how about you? Do you have anything that you All want right. to? Uh, well, just uh, for a couple of minutes, let me say this. Uh, when we were moving here to the States, a lot of colleagues in the Philippines say, why are you moving to the United States? It's going to be a loss uh, because there were few of us uh, designers practicing then at that time. And Olive and I said, no, we don't want to be a loss. We want to be, we want to be a gain for the Philippines. And here we are more than a decade later, still talking about bringing Philippine products here to the States. Uh, you as an entrepreneur, us as designer entrepreneurs, and a newfound uh, friend with, with Craig, we're still talking about it. So I think we're in the right path, aren't we? Yeah, I, I, I agree. And then the more the more we we collectively make that make that a priority, or at least a, a constant conversation, which hopefully the thought becomes an action, and then the action becomes a habit, and then that's what we're just trying to do. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, Craig, how about you? Do you want to say anything before I, I you know, let loose and and uh, end the the podcast? Of course. Um, you know, guys, I I find this podcast when we do it weekly. Uh, even though I was, I I missed it last week. Very inspiring because um, I really there's obviously an opportunity and in America for Filipino products. The Filipino American population is so large. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we're very disciplined and make um, a decent amount of money. And, you know, there's a, there's a lot of national pride. Even someone like me, who when you see me on the street, I present, I probably present as white, unless you, some people can <laughs> see it. He is white. <laughs> but I, 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 as half, like I take a lot of pride in my Filipino culture. In, on my mom's side. So um, I really see an opportunity for manufacturers and with so much freaking like creative, soulful, artful, heartfelt talent out there, there is a giant opportunity um, not only to help grow our culture and maybe even bring some economics back to the Philippines and grow other Filipino um, you know, uh, companies, but just to take some pride in who we are, where we came from, where our ancestors came from, and uh, help others learn more and grow. I know for a fact there's also a movement in Hollywood for Filipino-American um, uh, movies and TV and just content in general. So well, I'm very you know inspired, what? I'm excited. I, I'm looking forward to the future as it continues to grow. I want to put a plug for you, Craig. I mean, uh, Joel and, and Olive, if you want to know who Craig is, we actually did a show with him already. And he's, uh, because I don't want to get into that whole thing again with with uh, who he is, because he is already amazing, right? But um, yeah, he's uh, he's in the films and he'll he can explain it to you later or you can go ahead and listen to his podcast. But with that being said, okay, I want to go ahead and, and end it with this. For me, my last comment in regards to our discussion is that I, I want to see the livelihood be created. It's one thing for us to make money and, and introduce the product, 
But if you could do that, that would be amazing. There was a there was a past guest who defined who said that that he was motivated by by creating. It was from a company called Papo Jays, and also my my past uh, guest from Lay Baird. And she she just wants to create livelihood. They want to just create livelihood in the Philippines. And if we can do all this together, that's that's a, a very humbling. Um, a goal and and I think we need to continue to do that or at least bring awareness and if we can educate uh, the people there that would be that would be amazing okay so with that being said thank you again for tuning into this podcast episode of Philippine products redefined by planet 63 everyone I am your grateful host <laughs> Ferdinand Soriano and I'm Craig obligation on Wilson and I would love for everyone to talk again soon very soon everyone Uh, I just want to leave this 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 phrase be well be thankful and be great. Thank you everyone. Thank you Olive. Thank you Thank Joel. You. Thank you Craig. Thank Bye you. guys. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. The packaging and the label designs of Philippine products and services have come a long way. Making a great design is never easy. Creating a design that is unique, attractive, and visually compelling is always what Olive and Joel Enrique strive for. Please visit their website at www.lunadesign-intl.com. All past and upcoming episodes of Philippine Products Redefined by Planet 63 podcast can be found on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Please provide your feedback and visit the Planet 63 website. That's www.planet63.com and social media platforms like Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn under Planet 63. Come back soon!